This is a big, big, big story. We haven't yet talked about it, but it, this is an enormously historic foreign policy move uh, that's come out from the Trump administration. The second one in two weeks, because, of course, North Korea is edging towards ridding of its nuclear weapons and renewing relations with the world. And today, Trump announced that he is quitting that, quote, awful Iranian nuclear deal penned by the Obama administration. And is issuing new tough sanctions against Iran. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. I will sign a presidential memorandum to begin reinstating U.S. nuclear sanctions on the Iranian regime. We will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. There you have it. And then, of course, uh, this got immediate reaction around the world. Some saying it will further isolate Trump on the world stage. It certainly got high praise from Israel, which has been a target of Iran, which openly talks about wiping the Jewish state from the planet. Israel has opposed the nuclear deal from the start because we said that rather than blocking Iran's path to a bomb, the deal actually paves Iran's path to an entire arsenal of nuclear bombs, and this within a few years' time. The removal of sanctions uh, under the deal has already produced disastrous results. The deal didn't push war further away. It actually brought it closer. The deal didn't reduce Iran's aggression. It dramatically increased it. That is, of course, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And the Obama administration all exploded with a lot of anger. Susan Rice saying that this was the most dangerous decision, putting national interests of the United States at risk. And then the Iranian leader, Hassan Rouhani, responded saying Trump will not win this psychological war and then announced he's ordered the country's atomic energy to prepare to enrich uranium. Because as if that hasn't been happening. I want to bring in Rahil Raza. She is a Pakistani-Canadian journalist. She's an author, public speaker, and she knows an awful lot about this part of the world. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Donald Trump campaigned on this, and he was criticized roundly for even suggesting it, and today he pulled the plug. What's your reaction? Well, as far as Donald Trump and Trump is concerned, no matter what he says, uh, there'll always be pushback, and of course there'll always be criticism. But he comes through uh, with his promises, and uh, this particular one um, I applaud because uh, I'm quite aware of the human rights violations Mm -hmm. uh, that, well, I think the world is aware of the human rights violations that go on in Iran, unless they close their eyes to it and are in denial, and this is nothing new. Uh, You know, the human rights violations have been going on for many years uh, against minorities, against women, um, against journalists, against the LGBT community. So, um, you know, this, this is, uh, it, it took a while to come through, but um, I applaud his decision. I mean, his speech was very sensible on the point, uh, and, you know, he said what he had to say. You have met with uh, the Iranian regime. You talk about the human rights violations, and while the world does know about them, for whatever reason, there are many people who are empathetic, not to the Iranian people, but to somehow they, they constantly want to give Iran, the government, the benefit of the doubt, and they constantly prove over and over again that they are tyrants. Well, this is the problem, that there is such a big difference between the regime in Iran and the religious clergy 
and the people of Iran. Unfortunately, the people of Iran, the ordinary citizens, are the ones who have suffered mm-hmm. under the torture and violations of the regime. So we are talking here about the regime, and the reason I became familiar with them is because uh, for five years I was traveling to Geneva to the Human Rights Council thrice a year, and that is where I met the victims, I met the dissidents, uh, and of course, there were people from the regime there as well who were constantly constantly coming to me and saying, don't believe them, they're liars. And then I had my run-in, run-in with the Iranian ambassador who just stood up and lied while I was holding the Amnesty International report in my hand mm-hmm. that documented the physical human rights abuse in Iran. So it's not a new issue. It's been going on for a long time. And as a Canadian... Uh, you know, there are Canadian citizens who have been detained, tortured, killed. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we should open our eyes and stop the denial. Um, you know, these are political manipulations, uh, power, politics, and patriarchy is what I call it. And, uh, you know, in this case, there is a theocracy we are dealing with. So, um, you know, come on, world, we've got to open our eyes and see what's really happening. Uh, when human rights are being abused as blatantly as they are and as recently as the, uh, you know, women and the protesters who have been attacked for speaking out against uh, the theocracy. Right. And, and and putting the human rights violations aside, this is a regime that openly speaks of, of wiping, you know, the Israeli uh, Jewish state off the map. That That oh, is their absolutely. whole goal. And yet the Obama administration, which is reacting in horror today, saying that this is the worst national security decision ever taken. I mean, they are f- they're very angry. But the reality, and, and I believe that Iran was actually emboldened by the Obama administration. And I think, would it be fair to say that it made human rights violations and the tyranny against the people worse? It did. If you look at the history of the human rights violations under the Obama administration, you know, they just became uh, so confident, overly confident and so arrogant because, uh, you know, that umbrella was over their heads and they felt that they could do anything and get away with anything. So over the years, instead of human rights violations against the Iranian people themselves, we're not even talking about foreigners or uh, you know, of course, their hatred for Israel and their constant threat to uh, wipe Israel off the map. That, you know, that, that's a separate issue, which is mm-hmm. important, of course. But just only look at the violations against their own people. And which country in this day and age, in 2018, in the 21st century, uh, you know, can torture and arrest at, at will with no accountability? Uh, it's frightening. Yes, it is. I to even think about it. And the, the problem is that those Iranian dissidents who are living in the West uh, are afraid to speak out. Although I've spoken to them personally, I work with them, I support them. They have families back home. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so what, what, do you, what happens now? Because Trump has said he's going to put stiffer sanctions on. What happens to the people of Iran now that this decision has made? Will, will the government and the religious re- leaders take it out on the people? Yes, they will. Of course. That's always their reaction. Uh, it's unfortunately the ordinary citizens, the people who suffer. But the people of Iran, especially the younger generation, has started understanding uh, how the game is played. They're standing up, you know, they're, they're speaking out despite the kind of sanctions that have been put on them. They are speaking out, and this is an opportunity for them to, you know, to, to, to take back the country, to take hold of what needs to be done. There is a change in the air. Uh, you know, even when this recent uh, revolution was uh, purposely stomped out, uh, it, 
there still continued to be lobbies and protests in the smaller cities. Mm. So they haven't stopped. And the women, I mean, God bless the women of yeah. Iran. I applaud them with all my heart. The real I, feminists. Yeah. Yes. And they I, take in big risks. But, but let me ask you, because I've only got about 45 more seconds. Uh, you know, the Trudeau uh, government has been very empathetic uh, to Iran's government. And uh, they don't stand up for the women taking off their veils and, and uh, send their support and, and courage. But what does the Canadian government do now? What should they be doing? I believe that they should rethink their policies on Iran. They should rethink their relationship with Iran. If they're considering opening an embassy, they should definitely rethink that because here we have a situation where, you know, we need to look at uh, our neighbors and see yeah. what they are doing. And we should, uh, and, and, and I'm really concerned about our prime minister's stance uh, on Iran. I mean, he calls himself a feminist and he calls himself a supporter of human rights. But here human rights are being violated every single second of the day. And he has made no statement. He has not supported the women. He has not supported the people of Iran. Trump, for whatever people say about him, showed his support for the people of Iran. And that is what we have to do. Yeah, there'll be a lot of fallout for a long time. So we'll continue to stay in touch with you. But thank you so much for, um, for your expertise on this matter. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That is Rahil Raza, one of the very few who will speak out uh, and take a, an active uh, approach and stance on this very issue. And so while there are many pulling their hair out that this is the worst thing in the world, I'm actually very happy that this deal has been yanked because I didn't like it, and a lot of people don't like it. Certainly um, not the Jewish communities or uh, those who truly care about the human rights issues of Iran. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.